Welcome to Handcraft Podcast. Listeners' discretion is advised as this podcast does contain mature and explicit content. Comedy related to any episode of Handcraft is not intended to cause distress or disrespect to anyone. Hey guys, I'm back, I'm back. Um, I do actually want to say before we begin, a big thank you to you guys for tuning in. Um, I know it's been a while, it's always been a while when it comes to me, but I am very appreciative and it's lit, like, you guys have been messaging me, telling me that um you're waiting for another episode and that you're enjoying the podcast, so fire has definitely been lit under my ass. and yeah, I'm here with another episode, but this episode is a bit different to the cases that I usually share. Today, there's no murder or assault. Today, we're going to talk about fraud. And I won't lie, I had a little fun researching this case. So, let's get started. Before I start, I will probably butcher the names during this episode. You know, my accent is just too brothelized. Yeah, basically it's too English. So please don't come for me. Raymond Olorunwa Abbas, aka Ray Hush Puppy, aka Hush, was born in 1982 in Nigeria, making him 38 years old. Hush Puppy was known, I would say, as a socialite or influencer often posting high-quality luxury pictures on Instagram, flaunting his wealth to his 2.5 million followers, including celebrities which he accumulated since creating his account in October 2012. Hush Puppy's Instagram states he's in real estate, however he hasn't got one listing posted on his feet or a link to his website. If you type in Hush Puppy on Instagram, you will not be left disappointed. If you're looking for the luxury, the Louis, the Gucci, the Fendi, Dolce and Gabbana and Versace, you will find it all on his page. Some will say Hush Puppy was the definition of high living, the ogre at the top basically. He even has a Birkin. Do you know how exclusive and expensive Birkins are? Fab. My favourite post is the Rich Uncle post where Hush Puppy is wearing a long green Gucci coat with fur slip-on shoes and he's carrying a giant green Birkin. He was really giving me a Rich Uncle vibes. There's another post where he's also sitting in some swanky hotel and he's being filmed eating breakfast. But a man like Hush Puppy doesn't eat breakfast in any old fashion. He decided to crack a boiled egg on his head and consume the egg in one bite. As Hush Puppy's popularity grew, so did his enemies. I actually came across a video on YouTube posted by a Nigerian TV station called African Glitz TV. The video claimed several Nigerian celebrities 
were hating on Hush Puppy for showing off his riches and were also hating on him because of his bad attitude. Hush started shading a number of Nigerian celebrities such as Casey and Ice Prince, claiming they were stunting on the ground with fake designer. Apparently, Hush Puppy offended around 15 Nigerian celebrities in the last three years. That is a lot of people when you take into consideration the beef is on the internet and thousands of people are watching the conflict transpire and you know people love to add in their two pence. In 2017, after Hush Puppy threw shade at actress Eniola Badmus, by the way, I really love the name Eniola, just saying, she posted on Snapchat, I have a job and the world can testify to it. If I may ask, where do you work? Or let me say, what do you do? Balu, build a wall, not a war. Remember, you begged for a fellow back on Instagram. Hush Puppy previously lived in Malaysia for four years and returned to Nigeria, I believe in 2017. He claimed he was a businessman. I don't know what the business was. Hush Puppy had issues with many famous Nigerian stars, including David Doe. Their issue started in 2017 when David O allegedly went to a nightclub and bought out the bar. But when it came to payment, apparently his card declined. So the next day, when Hush Puppy caught wind of the gossip, because I don't know if it's actually true, Hush went to the same club and spent 11.5 million naira, which equals to £23,000. That's in one night, you know, all on alcohol, like... I don't know I, who drinks that much alcohol in one night and it like what did you buy the alcohol for like a whole football team I don't understand but okay so anyway Hush Puppy posted his spending spree on Instagram as a way to send for David O Hush Puppy claimed he was self-made and didn't have to live off his father's money for those who don't know David O comes from a very wealthy family David O responded to Hush Puppy posting a picture of his bank account showing transactions totaling over 130 million naira. David O basically said 30 billion for the account to you. Versace and Gucci for your body, baby. No do, no do, no do, gala, gala for me. <laughs> but basically, he stunted all over Hush Puppy, yeah? And I know my singing sucks, but that song is a tune. And I know you singing along with me. Hush Puppy and David O went back and forth, shading each other on Instagram. In the YouTube video, the presenter goes, that's when people started to ask, who this millionaire is with the funny name. Shortly after the Hush and David O public display of dislike, they actually became friends and Hush Puppy was invited to David O's brother's wedding, which took place in February 2020. Between 2017 and 2020, people started to ask more frequent questions about his income. People went as far as starting a rumour saying Hush Puppy sold his kidney in Malaysia. Obviously, I don't believe it, but can you imagine if someone really sold their organs for drip? Like your kidney, something that keeps you alive. <laughs> people on social media started coming for Hush Puppy hard, to the point where people were requesting the EFCC, which is the Economic 
and Financial Crimes Commission in Nigeria to investigate Hush Puppy's income. Hush Puppy tried to shut down the haters by posting throwback pictures of when he was younger living in Malaysia, eating McDonald's. Hush Puppy posted a snap stating, Immigration, they chase us. Where they chop down condo for Asia, you know they there. Now where they chop chicken for private jet, you know they hate. May the God I serve punish anyone that judged me. <laughs> he said back to sender. Like, he said, punish me, judge me. God will punish you. Oh my gosh. Like, I just love how exaggerate um, Africans are. I love it. I love us. Like, you can't come for us. Because if you do, you just get double of what you send out basically if you want to get the full breakdown of the social media beef then i urge you to click on the youtube video um in the episode notes because it was very interesting to watch but obviously we're here to talk about true crime harsh puppy has never actually disclosed what business he owns but we all know you can actually make millions from engaging on instagram and that's exactly what hush puppy claimed he was doing if you open his Instagram story highlights, you will see he was not only spending large, he was living large. From meeting footballers to attending fashion shows and the F1 race in 2018. In June 2020, Hush Puppy and 12 of his associates were resting peacefully in Dubai Hotel when the police raided his room and was like, oh yeah, wake up, wake up, it's time to go to jail. There was a video going round of the raid on Hush Puppy and other suspects. Dubai police were working on an operation called Fox Hunt 2 with the FBI and Interpol. The video of the arrest actually looks like a scene from Ocean Eleven, so if you haven't seen it, go Google it right now. The Independent stated, Nigerian President Mohamedou Buhari spokesperson told the Times, the action of a single Nigerian is not the action of all Nigerians who are hardworking and honest people. We should not be attacked as fraudulent people for the misdeeds of a few. Some of you may have heard the term 419, which is a common stereotype used against Nigerians. Remember I said stereotype. 419 is a section of the Nigerian Criminal Code which outlaws the practice of advanced free fraud. Over time, the term has been used globally to describe fraudulent activity. I found a complaint document which included an affidavit, which is basically, to my understanding, like a witness statement. The complaint affidavit was written to show there was enough evidence to warrant Hush Puppy's arrest. The statement also states all amounts referred to are approximate, so this is going to be interesting. Hush Puppy was arrested for the offence, conspiracy to engage in money laundering. The timeline of offences I'm about to go through comes from the document found on justice.gov, which you can find in the show notes and read in your own time. But I will say the document is 28 pages. Throughout the affidavit, the FBI claimed they found evidence which, which suggested Hush Puppy was working with two conspirators named Conspirator 1 and Conspirator 2. The FBI traced the number from Conspirator 1's phone to Hush Puppy. They accessed the Snapchat of Hush Puppy and the Conspirators, where Hush Puppy reportedly saved himself under the name The Billionaire Gucci Master. 
A very crucial part of the investigation was identifying the culprit responsible for the fraudulent allegation. The FBI compared the identification documents they obtained for Hush Puppy to Hush Puppy's Instagram. They also used Instagram as an indication for Hush's wealth, including a photo where Hush Puppy was posed in front of a private jet and another photo where he was standing in front of a Rolls Royce. The FBI obtained Hush Puppy's mobile number, Snapchat and Instagram information and two emails to confirm his identity. They also found out Hush Puppy took out a lease to live at the Palazzo Versace Apartments in Dubai from April 4, 2020 to May 2021. The FBI even went a step further and checked his Instagram on the date of his birthday because Hush Puppy ended up actually posting a birthday post. So it was like, ooh, you know. Now I'm going to go into three particular incidents where Hush Puppy is alleged of money laundering. On the 12th of February 2019, the foreign financial institution, country is unknown, experienced a cyber heist where $14.7 million was fraudulently wired from their accounts to multiple accounts across the world. Evidence showed on the 1st of February 2019, Conspirator One and Hush Puppy sent messages to each other discussing the heist. They also made reference to the heist taking place on the 12th of February. Hush sent account details to Conspirator One, ordering him to use the account for large bank transfers. The two men allegedly planned to send $5 million to each account. The affidavit states, On 7th February 2019, Conspirator One sent Hush Puppy a message reading, I have six slots in total, all 5 million euro, big hit in 12th February. They will credit same time. Hush Puppy and his crew allegedly used SWIFT, which is a financial network for financial institutions to send and receive information about transactions in a secure manner. According to the affidavit, the fraudsters conduct cyber heists by hacking bank computers and sending fraudulent and unauthorized SWIFT messages requesting money transfers. On the 12th of February, Conspirator One confirmed the successful heist with Hush Puppy. They used accounts in Romania, USA and Bulgaria to receive the fund. The statement says Hush Puppy was sent 500,000 euros. The FBI obtained evidence which showed Conspirator One telling another conspirator, my guy also deleted logs at the bank so they won't even see the transaction. However, there was a roadblock in their fraudulent plans. The money didn't go through to the Romanian account. Conspirator One told Hush Puppy, today they noticed and press the recall on it. It might show and block or never show. News outlets quickly caught wind of the stolen funds and the story ended up in articles, which Hush Puppy was actually made aware of. You would think this is where it ends. From the time your heist ends up in the news, you would think the universe has tried to speak to you. But it didn't stop them. They continued to arrange another heist to take place a few weeks after. The allegations against Hush Puppy also include the attempt to steal a hundred million pounds from an English Premier League football club and another two hundred million pounds from a UK company in May 2019. Fab, 
English Premier League football club. He that's who he tried to con. I really would like to know what team that was because that is nuts. Like that is actually that is so brazen. That's just so cocky in my eyes. Oh my days. In October 2019, Hush Puppy and Conspirator 1 and 2 allegedly conspired to commit fraudulent wire transfers and a money laundering scheme on a US firm in New York which lost approximately $922,000. On the 15th of October 2019, the FBI saw funds that were sent from the firm to a bank account with a JP Morgan Chase Bank. On the 17th of October, $396,000 was sent from the Chase account to a Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce and the balance was spread out to several other accounts. On the 17th of October, Hush Puppy allegedly sent a Snapchat on Spirita 2 showing a screenshot image of a wire transfer amounting to $396,000. I guess them pics and videos don't disappear after all Snapchat. What are we saying? Like, do they go or not? <laughs> so how was this money stolen? Basically, a client with the US firm mentioned earlier was refinancing their property. The bank received an email from who they believed was sent by their client. The email requested money to be transferred. A paralegal replied sending a verification email which was also followed up with a phone call. Now surely when you hear follow up with a phone call you imagine this is the moment where it gets it ends. This is the moment where it gets really sticky because how are you gonna verify how are you gonna fake a voice? But no, these con men were different. The paralegal called the number that was listed on the original fax document re that requested the money and I'm guessing they didn't call the number that maybe was registered with the company. The firm and the client didn't actually realise what had happened. The firm and the client didn't realise what had happened until late October. That's what happens when you've got too much money. Because you don't realise your money's gone. How can you have that much money that it takes you weeks to realise that over $900,000 is gone from your account? I don't understand. Give that to me if you don't realise it's gone. Phone records show that after Hush Puppies sent the Snapchat to Conspirator 1, Conspirator 1 also confirmed the transfer with Conspirator 2. Conspirator 1 sent the login details for the Canadian account Conspirator 2. Travel records that were obtained showed Conspirator 1 travelled from Canada to LA on the 16th of October 2019. On the day of the actual fraudulent transfer, mobile records show that Conspirator 1 sent a message saying did the bag hit? As in, did it drop? Did it bang? Did the money clear? Conspirator 2 responded saying, yes sir. To add to incriminating evidence, Hush Puppy also confirmed with Conspirator 1 whether the funds had arrived and requested a screenshot. Weirdly, Conspirator 1 was actually arrested on October 17, 2019 in the airport on a federal arrest warrant. However, the charges weren't mentioned in the affidavit. So I have no more information on that. The FBI claimed that the group used a BEC scheme to complete this crime. So what is a BEC? According to the Digital Guardian, a BEC stands for Business Email Compromise. And the example of this is when a person hacks a company's email accounts belonging to their clients. Once they have adopted a client's identity, they trick the company into transferring large amounts of money to a third party account, which is disguised with the client's details. 
The affidavit states the online criminal group used BEC schemes and switch schemes to change the bank account details and open beneficiary accounts which allowed them to um, change business account names. The fraudulent team were obtaining one to five million once to twice a week according to the affidavit. That is a lot of money. Oh my gosh. According to the statement as well, it looks as though Hush Puppy was responsible for the accounts that were set up to receive the funds. The Independent states that Dubai police confiscated more than 150 million dirham, which equals 30 million pounds, on the day of Hush Puppy's arrest. The police seized a bunch of phones, computers and hard drives, which had the email addresses of millions of potential victims. According to the BBC, after the arrest of Hush Puppy and his associate, Mr Woodbury, real name Ola Lekan Jacob Ponley, they appeared in Chicago court on the 3rd of July 2020. Mr Woodbury is another Instagram socialite influencer. The BBC article states that Mr Woodbury is accused of defrauding a Chicago-based company out of $15.2 million. The FBI have accused Mr Woodbury of converting some of the funds into Bitcoin, which I think makes the money untraceable. Now, Dubai doesn't have an extradition treaty with the US, but they somehow managed to extradite Mr Hush Puppy and his associate. I smell some legal trouble. The US Department of Justice told the BBC that Hush Puppy wasn't extradited, but he was expelled. However, they didn't tell the BBC how Hush Puppy actually ended up in the US. The BBC reported that when they spoke to Hush Puppy's lawyer, Gal Pesiski, he stated, in my opinion, the FBI and the government here acted illegally when they kidnapped him from Dubai without any legal process to do so. There was no extradition. There was no legal steps taken. There was no court documents filed. It was simply a call to the FBI. He's not a citizen of the United States. The US had absolutely no authority to take him. The financial magazine Forbes reported that Hush Puppy was denied bail in Chicago and he will remain in prison until his trial later this year in Los Angeles. According to Forbes, Hush Puppy requested bail in order to stay with his girlfriend's uncle until the trial date. However, Assistant United States Attorney Melody Wells told the courts that Hush Puppy had never met his girlfriend's uncle, neither has he ever visited her or their child. Okay, that's wild, but okay, like you're spending big cash, but you can't go visit your picking. Um, okay. The article also states that Hush Puppy was a flight risk due to his ties to various countries, including St. Kitt. The prosecution also argued that he was more than capable basically running away because of the large amounts of money he had access to to which they described was not chump chain forbes added a disclaimer in their article which reads forbes does not currently and has never included abbas on its list of the world's billionaires the nickname the billionaire gucci master is not a title given to abbas by forbes but rather a snapchat contact name detailed in the fbi's affidavit they were like i want no parts we don't want no parts we're gonna talk about you but just know we don't associate ourselves with you like that's a bit cheeky still again hush puppy's lawyer mr persiski spoke with forbes and denied hush puppy's allegations he told forbes that hush puppy was an entrepreneur who made his money legitimately through real estate and his work promoting brands as an instagram personality now 
With all these articles, I haven't seen the mention of the Nigerian government trying to extradite Hush Puppy. I have a lot of questions. Where are the Nigerian officials? Were they involved in Fox Hunt 2? Were they given a heads up prior to the arrest? Are they working behind the scenes to get Hush Puppy back to Nigeria? I don't know. Are there legal issues concerning whether Hush Puppy was extradited or not going to have a bearing on how this case actually plays out? Will Hush Puppy be found guilty? And if he is found guilty, he potentially faces up to 20 years. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, but we will have to keep our eyes peeled. Thanks for listening and don't forget to follow Handcuff Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Bye. So let's get started. Before I start, I will probably butcher the names during this episode.